Guru Nation, welcome to episode 769 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I interview my lead CRC, Katie Welch. She started out as one of my first employees at Yuma Clinical Trials, but in the last three months, we promoted her to lead clinical research coordinator, and she's been dealing with managing staff, managing different styles of working and learning and training and onboarding, and she's actually going to be one of the Save Our Sites panelists for this very topic. So I wanted you guys to get a preview of that and also maybe learn a thing or two here. Um, sometimes it's good to get the lesser experienced people's perspective, especially when they've been doing something relatively recently, but they have fresh perspectives on these ideas. That way the ideas are not stale and we're always experimenting with new things. Quick shout out to our sponsors, Inato. Inato is a place where you can get studies for your site for free. If you have therapeutic area expertise, link is in the show notes. They get paid from the sponsor just for matching you with sponsors. They do not get involved in your budgets or contracts or regulatory or anything. They are strictly feasibility and matching you up with sponsors. Check it out. Over the weekend, I just applied for two more studies through Inato. Luckily, my PIs have the therapeutic area expertise right now. But if you don't, you can just contact my company, DSCS, Sweat Equity Investments. We help sites, especially research-naive sites and physicians, get the ball rolling when it comes to getting studies. It's a little more work, more hands-on, but that is a monthly fee for that. So you can text me if you want more information on that. That is in the show notes as well. And then finally, Creo. Creo's eSource, eReg, CTMS, patient recruitment portal, auto-texting. There's so much going on in Creo. Uh, they're always adding new things, new solutions for the sites. It has helped make us more efficient and better at what we do. So thank you very much, Creo. Check them out in the show notes. And with that being said, enjoy this episode with Katie. Hey, Guru Nation. Welcome back. Thank you so much for watching. We're also live on Instagram. So go follow us on Instagram. We're preparing for SOS conference panel and our lead CRC at Yuma mm -hmm. Clinical Trials, Katie Welch. Yes. She's on the panel. And one of the ideas I had was, at least for my panels, everyone's doing something different. But for mine, everyone that's on my panel, I'll do a one-on-one -on -one podcast like this to try to find something, like some golden nuggets mm -hmm. for the main event. Gotcha. That way we're, this is my way of getting prepared because you know me, I don't prepare that well right? for most things. <laughs> but this is like my way of preparing. Plus, it's like two birds with one stone because you get content you get instagram live so it's good stuff so katie introduce yourself for those that don't know they've the hardcore fans know you've been on <laughs> videos before yeah so my name is katie welch um i'm the lead crc here at yuma clinical trials um i've been here for about a year and a half now almost almost two almost two years um but yeah, so I just got promoted to lead CRC. So I've been having to work with our other coordinators and help train them and uh, get them going in the CRC community and everything. <laughs> and the way we, you, you're employee number two. Mm -hmm. So you really started like from the bottom and you were employee number two by like a month. Yep. So yep. you're basically the first employee mm -hmm. also. And you've learned like... You've learned most of like what's important, I think. You've maybe everything. I don't know. I think two years you've seen like just about everything. 
So Just you're almost about, there. Almost there. You're almost there. You haven't really seen like a SAE yet, like a serious one, mm-hmm. like a study re- study drug related one. Right. We've had SAEs, but not study drug related. But I think that's next. And then, knock on wood, uh, mm. audits. <laughs> yeah, uh, hopefully not. <laughs> we haven't seen a sponsor audit either, though. Mm-hmm. Those are like a little easier. But that our topic on the panel is training, so staffing. Right. So it actually starts before the training, like mm-hmm. selecting the right type of person to be a coordinator. Mm-hmm. And now that you've been a coordinator for almost two years, you kind of know what it takes. Yeah. What is the right person? There's no such thing as the perfect coordinator. Right. Either. Right. Um, well, so far through interviewing and hiring the right person, I think you kind of just know. Like, you kind of know right away from their interview, um, either whether it be their work ethic or how they can go about the community and get people to come in and um, even just a little bit of background experience. Like, if they did go to school, what school did they go to? Where did they go? Um, even looking at their past jobs, like, did they work with people? Um, did they work in hospitals and things like that? Um, those are all transferable, transferable skills. Um, but again, just talking with the people and talking with them, like a couple of our hires I knew kind of right away, like, this is who I want. Yeah. I think all three that we have now, Mm -hmm. we were all on the same page. There was one that we didn't hire that we felt that way, but then we did a second interview and, Mm -hmm. I think what it was with her for me and some of the others was um, you can start seeing like some potentially like bad attitude maybe. Mm. And it was enough to scare me away. Yeah. Based on like our past with situations we've had here. (laughs) Yeah. Before. Um, And we also had one employee that we did hire that didn't work out and we kind of know what doesn't make a good coordinator. Right. I think you have to be tech savvy. For sure. Tech savvy is like one of the number one skills you need to be in clinical research. Just with all the sites you have to use. They're all different. So they all require different skills um, and sets and things like that. Uh, with her, I think she we gave her a long time to try and help her get over the hump. Like the three month hump that you give us um, to get going and... I just don't think she could have gotten there, um, even with all the help and everything. Like, we were one-on-one with her. Um, She waved the white towel, too. Yeah, and she kind of knew, like, this wasn't for her. So, unfortunate, but... she was, And it wasn't work ethic on Mm -mm. her end. Like, she was trying. She really tried. And that just shows you right there, like, no matter what kind of training you think Mm -hmm. is going to work... If you don't start with the right foundation of like skill set, you mm-hmm. have to have some kind of existing skill set that right. can transfer to this. And in this case, she had a lot of it. Like she had the empathy and she had like rapport with patients, but she was lacking the tech stuff. Like even yeah, the things technical like checking side. emails and things mm-hmm. like that was like just went over her head. So right. it didn't work. Um, so the last what? three months now you've been lead crc Mm -hmm. so you've brought like all these new people we have yeah you were with them from day one Mm -hmm. as the lead 
Yep. What's that been like? And like, what are some of the things you've been doing to get them up to speed? It's a lot to process for any new person, yeah. even if they do have the right skill set. Yeah, it's definitely been tough, especially since I've never been in a lead type of role where I govern people or delegate people and things like that. Um, most of the learning curve I think I've dealt with is learning how to adapt to other people's way of learning. Like mm. I learned, I learned pretty quickly and I learned pretty easily. Um, but for some people they need more one-on-one -on -one time with me or they need more hands-on experience or training um, to be able to do the things that we do. And so that's kind of what I'm figuring out is what type or what type of training people need to- What type? And to get like, going. <laughs> and not everyone is the same. So not like what works well with one person may not work well with the other. Right. And what motivates one may not motivate the other. And Correct. learning styles too. Mm -hmm. You can't. It's not efficient. I think I remember telling you it's like mm -hmm. it's not. You're not going to choose the most efficient route, even though that's how you would do it for yourself. Right. But when you're training other people, you're dealing with like different, literally different personality types. Which we have everyone do. Mm -hmm. We have many site. different personality types in our crew. <laughs> we have a whole like diverse. I haven't even read all of them yet because like, but there's like things in there that are gold mm -hmm. to manage. Yeah. Um, but we do at least know that they're all different, and right. there's different levers you can pull to motivate. What's been like the most challenging thing maybe for you? Um, in this context, I think, again, it just comes back down to how to be hands on and how to be hands off. Um, just again, with the training and everything, I think it's, it's, it was hard for me to like, let the team do their thing. Like, cause yeah. I want to be very hands-on. I want to do a lot of the work because I like doing all the work or at least a lot of the work. Um, but again, it comes back down to that training of some people work better hands-on and some people work better. You just telling them what to do. And so I got to let people do the hands-on things, actually do it themselves, like hand them the computer and be like, teach me how to do this and like have yeah. them teach me how to do it. So I know how they know and yeah. things like that. <laughs> How so. did we teach you? You kind of just threw me in. Yeah? So <laughs> yeah. we're not doing that with the new people, though. Um, or it's the same thing, or it's, like, a little different? Slightly different. Slightly the same thing. Um, I walk through pretty much everything with them. Um, if they don't know. If they don't know, I tell them to ask me if you don't know. Um, but after that, around, like, first or second visit of a certain study... Um, that's when I kind of push him off and be like, okay, you do it. I'll, I'll stand here and watch, but mm -hmm. you, you got to do it. And we had a few like near miss, like potentially disaster things that almost happened. Yeah. Yeah. A so couple, you do, if you do that, so if you choose to go that route, which mm -hmm. I did, I guess with you too, you have to be ready. There has to be like adult supervision to Right. Make sure nothing disastrous is happening. Little mistakes are fine. Right. And that's why ones. you got to like at least be there with them while they do it and watch over them. And then if they need help with something or they forgot something important, you can be like, hey, like, please do this. Or you got to do this first and so and so forth. 
Do you think most, well, you don't know most sites, but like what I, my observations are most sites, I think they wait too long to hire someone. Like if you need someone, it's too late already because mm-hmm. it's like three months at least. And that's if you get lucky, Right. like she's standing right there. We get lucky, but if you get lucky, but if, if you're not lucky, it may take longer. Right. And so if you need someone right now and that's when you start thinking about it, it's a little mm-hmm. too late. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily we, we hired someone, um, new recently when we did, because I think you never know what's going to happen. No. So it's always good to have just like maybe that extra person you really don't need, but they're there and you train them and they know how to do it and you don't have to worry if someone leaves. And one of the topics on the panel that already came up in the pre panel discussion was like the perfect coordinator mm-hmm. and there's no such thing. Nope. Um, but there is like a perfect team or at least you can strive to be a perfect team. Right. But what do you think that looks like? Like from what you've seen so far? Well, just from looking at our team, our team is very good. I think so far because we've got someone who works very well with people. She's a very people person and that's good for recruiting. And then you have ENFP, <laughs> ENFP. Um, and then we have like a very book smart like bookworm type of dude um (laughs) who is great he always wants to be hands-on he's always asking you what to do like how to do it and like wanting to help and then we have another person who's kind of like that but also a good mix of the person who likes to talk a lot um (laughs) and is good at talking with people so it kind of just all works it all blends and is pretty good the hard part is managing it all and um balancing like as you get more studies then the team gets bigger Mm -hmm. like there's already someone who applied that we don't really need right i think she's good i actually have to show you her video Mm -hmm. um i need to tell dora to get her like an interview or something we don't need someone right now no i don't think i think we're doing pretty good but we're just getting more and more people and more and more studies yeah so but the majority of sites wait until they need someone to start hiring and then what they do and in other markets like they're more desperate like in la or -hmm. orange county or san diego like it's competitive Mm -hmm. so if you don't hire like the first person right you might not get anyone and so i think we could be more picky here in a way and in other markets they have to kind of scramble Right. A little more, which is maybe one of the benefits. The con is here. We don't have like necessarily like bachelor's degree people falling out of the sky. Um, Whereas in those markets you do. So -hmm. there's pros and cons to both. Right. But I think one of the things we want to discuss on this panel is how to like you have to know your market and you have to know who's in your market and then how you keep them and how you how you build that team because mm-hmm. there is no perfect CRC. Right. And another strategy at sites is to load up one CRC with like 20 studies. Like if it, if it was just you, right? Yeah. Hey Katie, awesome. Like and we'll we'll slowly like pay you more, but here's another study. Yeah. Like That's I think that burnout would happen mm-hmm. pretty soon and we see that happening right all the time at other sites Mm. so that's something that i try to be mindful about also is like making it realistic right and i also think like being a lead crc Mm -hmm. 
and eventually like the next step is the site director if you're if you weren't doing like there's some people that are lead crc but they've never been a coordinator they just are put in that role or like site director okay but they've never done coordinating so when they start delegating the coordinators once they figure things out Mm -hmm. there's pushback and there's like resentment like oh this person doesn't even know what they're talking about right having me do all this stuff so the way we're doing it i think is more equitable and fair in the sense that everything you're telling them to do you've done yeah and i continue to do like i continue to i think one of the least favorite things to do is probably uploading documents when we get new documents <laughs> from the sponsor or something because they'll come in like groups of 10 and it's just like some nitpicky thing you have to do but i still do it because i tell my coworkers to do it and i think i still when do you're, it i did it the other day right i think if you if you've been through it then it's easier to tell them like, Hey, this is what you need to do. Um, especially when they're asking questions on how to do it. If you've never done it before and you're just telling them to do something, then you can't help them do it, but they can always come to me and be like, I don't know how to do this or how should I be naming this? Or where does this document go in the source that we have or and so and so forth. Mm-hmm. It's just better if you've already done it and you are continuing to do it so you can help them too. Do you think that, like, we have the CRC Academy mm-hmm. that we put our employees through, but, I mean, I don't think they really need it if they're thrown into visits. It doesn't hurt to be in it, so we have them in it. Yeah. Do you think there's something, like, that we do well, and then there's something that we don't do well that maybe another site can implement, or maybe even we can implement? For, like, training new staff. Because we try to get them up to speed in three months to do a patient visit on their own. That's our metric. Mm -hmm. Some sites were amazed. Like, oh, three months? We take six months to do it. So maybe we're doing something wrong. Or maybe they are. (laughs) I couldn't tell you. But um, I think the CRC Academy is good with, like, letting people know, like, the definitions of things. Like... I want to say, like, a 1572. Like, you tell someone to, hey, go get the PI to go sign the 1572. And you just hand them a paper. They don't know what this paper means. Mm-hmm. They don't know what it's for. They're just, no, it needs to be signed. So, I think that helped me a lot when um, I was becoming a coordinator is just, like, the definitions of things of, like, what is this? What is this used uh, for? So, that did help you. Yeah, no, that did help me. I still have the slides saved and everything from wow. there. Um, if I don't know what it is, because I didn't know what a 1572 was for the longest time, um, <laughs> and then I went through the academy, I'm like, oh, like, because you told me what it was and everything, but, like, giving a solid definition of what things are and what they're used for um, helped a lot Yeah. for that okay and then as far as like there's a lot of other aspects like there's a custom there's a very healthy customer service element Mm. in this career at the site level specifically like cras don't deal with patients Mm -hmm. sponsors don't deal with patients yeah and we at the site we deal with all the stuff they do but we also have to deal with patients who could care less what an amendment is or 
what a new ICF is or even what like rescreening them. They could care yeah. less that we have to rescreen them, mm-hmm. but they just want to do the study. Exactly. So there's an element of that too, like the patient interaction that I think uh, that would be helpful for some people to have like a transferable skill set. Yeah, especially if you've ever worked in any type of customer service, um, it works. Just treat them good, make sure they're happy when they're walking out the door, and you're good. And as far as monitors are concerned, so you're you're the lead CRC, you're pretty mm-hmm. much dealing with most of the monitors. Right. But the staff have started to interact with monitors mm-hmm. also for some studies. What, what do you think, uh, when do you think that's appropriate to have? Because were there other <laughs> were there other employee that didn't make it? When things were chaotic for a while, I had her on a Zoom with a monitor, mm-hmm. and it was probably a bad idea um, yeah. by herself. The monitor called me later, like, "Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is your coordinator." And I said, "No, no, I just she was replacing me for that Zoom." But like, when do you think it's appropriate to have more interaction with the monitors? for the CRCs? Um, I definitely think it just comes to a point where the CRCs know what they need to do, know the protocol, um, and are able, I guess, to, I guess, ask questions on their own. Like, like, like ask good questions, like good questions. Like, um, today we were dealing with a type of surgery we didn't know was exclusionary. If they're able to ask those types of questions, um, then it gets to a point where they're good. But I, I think until they're able to do a visit on their own and take that initiative to look through the protocol, ask the right questions, um, and just do that, I guess, uh, Usually takes a couple months, mm-hmm. but introducing them to the CRAs is great. Do it right away when you know they can run a visit on their own. Um, and I think it's just stepping stones, building it up. Last question, and that we'll save the rest of the conversation for the SOS. But mm-hmm. compared to like being independent coordinator, where you're just in charge of you yourself, mm-hmm. and we've tried a lot of things um, prior to this. We've tried. This is your study. Right. Right. Uh, this is your study, the other coordinator. And we had no real lead CRC. It was just me and then three of you guys mm-hmm. kind of equal. Do you enjoy that more than lead CRC or do you like this better? Like the setup we have now where no one's really in charge of any study. It's just a lead CRC. But then you have coordinators kind of gi- you're giving tasks based on their skill set and mm, I think for where we are right now and how big our company is right now and everything what we do right now works cuz everyone knows all the studies we don't have that many studies right now um but we are getting a lot of people screened for each of the studies we have now I think it's good that we don't have specific studies for specific people because if someone's gone one day Maybe they don't know that you have to do some specific type of blood test unless it's written. Yeah, cross training is key for our site. And no right matter now. how fair you try to be, one study is always going to be harder than the other and mm-hmm. more annoying, and then it's not fair for that person. 
Right. Which we were in that <laughs> situation too. Yeah. We in tried the old it. Model. We tried it. It didn't it work. <laughs> for a it minute. It works. It gets the job done, but people were not exactly happy. Right. And on a team that small, it's kind of ridiculous that yeah. you can't find like a happy medium. Yeah. It'd probably work better for bigger companies, universities, things like that, but yeah. not for a small company. One of the things I'm toying around with, and I don't know the answer yet, but w- with we're signing up a new cardiologist. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have like four PIs now, different specialists. Right. Is maybe have like your team cardiology, like... You know, like you're the lead CRC for everything now, but maybe have a lead CRC for each therapeutic indication and then have like the YCT team, which is like the core, you know, the first four people maybe Mm -hmm. in charge of everything like generalist and then having specialists. Okay. Something in my mind, I've never done that because I've never had the opportunity, but that's... Mm -hmm. It's interesting to me. I don't know if that's what we're going to do, but. Yeah, I mean, I could see it being a good thing just because I know, like, I work really well with our dermatologists. Like, me Mm. and him have a very good relationship when I know the other coordinators, like, way back when didn't have that great of a relationship with him. Yeah, that's true. So, like, if you have certain coordinators that form those good bonded relationships with the PIs and everything, I think it could be a really good thing. All right. Any advice for lead CRCs? Maybe because you've been doing this three months now in charge of other people. Maybe somebody yeah. their first time going to be like their first day is going to be tomorrow mm-hmm. managing people. What advice do you have for them? Um, I The best advice I'd probably get is learn to mesh well with different personalities just because um you got to be able to talk to each individual person um and kind of learn where their emotions at learn where their work ethic is at and everything like that so like having those one-on-one conversations with the employees um and just again being able to set aside your emotions your perspective and see things in other people's perspectives too um, Mm -hmm. will really help and age ain't nothing but a number because you're like (laughs) only 22 23 23 and you're doing this yeah so for those watching like you know the it's you can do it any it's really the experience it's not the age it's a learning curve though (laughs) it's definitely a big you'll be the youngest on our panel by far yeah yeah, but it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's it's good to learn different stuff. That's good. Well, like, subscribe, comment, share. Thank you, Katie. Yes, Everybody thank you. go meet up with her at SOS and uh, we'll dis- we'll continue this conversation on the panel. Take mm-hmm. care. Bye-bye. <laughs>